Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. It's great to be here at Malvern, as always, and I'm delighted to share a Men of Virtue Rosary with you this evening. You know, the, the author C.S. Lewis said, No man knows how bad he is until he tries very hard to be good. And I can relate to that. The, the harder that I try to be good, the more I realize how bad I am. And that's why we need one another. We need places like Malvern. And we need Jesus Christ. I think we all know that. My name is uh, Mike Skinner. You could pronounce it with a silent K. Uh, because uh, I am a sinner. And I've gotten pretty good at that. I fall down, I stumble, make mistakes, but you just get up and keep trying, and I think that's really what God wants, to, to keep going and to keep fighting, and that's important to do as, as men. So I'm very humbled to be here to, to work with you guys and to share this gift, as Mike said, that was born right here at Malvern. I'm, I'm proof that miracles happen at this very special place. Miracles are happening right now. There's close to 300 men here. I really believe that from all of eternity, God decided that we would be here together in this room. What are the odds of that? From different walks of life, different areas, different ages. But we're here together this evening. We're trying to do the same thing, and that's become better men. That's God's hand at work, and that's a miracle. And I'm, I'm so delighted to share it with you. St. John Paul II said, in God's plan, nothing happens by chance. In God's plan, nothing happens by chance. So I want to talk to you tonight about what God's plan is for us as men. What does God want and expect of us as men? And what better place to do that than here at Malvern? You know, our, our God is a God of action. He's always working, always building. He's always creating. He's trying to get to us always, to fulfill his divine plan. That's how important you are. From all of eternity, God created each and every one of you to allow his divine plan to unfold. That's amazing to think about. And it's also true. In God's plan, nothing happens by chance. So we're at a special place. This is also a very special time of year. We're just a few weeks past Christmas. What a wonderful time of year as the song goes. At Christmas we celebrate the moment when our God, the God of all creation, humbled himself and he came here to be with us, to be with us sinners. Christmas represents God's love, God's humility, God's humanity. Jesus Christ, true God, true man. So Christmas provides a wonderful prism, a lens through which we can view God's intended role for us as men. And it gives us a lot of context for what we're going to talk about tonight. In two very important ways. Number one, at Christmas, the moment that Christ was born... The very second he took his first breath here on this earth, he was already creating. The first thing he created was a family. 
Think about that. The first thing that Christ created was a family. He transformed Mary and Joseph from a couple into a family. Second, God could have chosen any way, shape, form, or fashion to come here and be with us, but he chose to come as a man. In God's plan, nothing happens by chance. So we know in God's creation that family is important and men are important. We don't hear that enough. I want you guys to know that you're important and you matter a lot. Now, I want to make a disclaimer. This isn't about superiority over women, superiority, inferiority. We know how important women are in God's divine plan. Eve was the crowning of God's creation. God gave Eve to Adam so that they could share together in their spiritual development in his kingdom. And God chose a woman, Mary of Nazareth, the greatest human being ever to walk the face of the earth. He chose a woman through which to come here to be with us. So this is not, men of virtue is not about superiority or inferiority. What it's about is our role. What is our intended role in God's plan? Family's important, men are important, and God wants to work with you. He's anxious to do it. He's a God of creation, and he's working right now. So how important are men in our world today? Well, unfortunately, our secular culture, our popular culture, would say not very. There was an article in Forbes magazine in 2010. It was an article about the evolution of the father figure in our popular culture on TV. And the article was titled, from father knows best to father knows nothing. That's how our secular culture views fatherhood. Father knows best. Jim Anderson, who was the father figure in the television program Father Knows Best from the 60s, to today, probably for the last 25 years, who's the most popular father figure in our culture today? Homer Simpson. Here's, here's what Homer Simpson has to say about the challenges of being a father. I can't do a Homer Simpson impression, so you'll just have to bear with me. It's not easy to juggle a pregnant wife and a troubled child, but somehow I managed to fit in eight hours of TV a day. <laughs> so that's, that's, that's what our, our culture thinks of, of fathers. Now we, we laugh, and it's okay to laugh, but deep down, we know that it's really no laughing matter. In, in, in fact, it's a grave matter. And I, I want to thank Fred Durso for the presentation on Fatima. Great job, and thank you. Lucia Dos Santos, she became a nun. She died in 2005, as, as Fred shared with us. But before she died, she prophet, prophetically declared in a letter to Pope John Paul II that the final battle between Christ and Satan would be over marriage and the family. The final battle between Christ and Satan would be over marriage and the family. We know in God's plan family is important, so of course that's where Satan wants to spend his time and his energy. 
And I think we'd all agree that in our world today, there is a war being waged in our families, across our communities, in our country, across the world. And as the family breaks down, Satan is happy. He's smiling. He's laughing. So what do we do about that? As men, as the spiritual leaders of our families and our communities, what do we do? Gentlemen, there has never been a greater need for good men. St. John Paul II says, the future of humanity passes by way of the family. The future of humanity passes by way of the family, and I would argue that the, the future of the family passes by way of the father. So, when we're here at a place like Malvern, we talk so much about God's love for us and God's mercy and what God's trying to do for us so that we can all be with him in heaven for all of eternity. Of course we should be thinking about those things and praying on them and celebrating them. But let's be very clear about what we're up against. Let's not lose sight about what the adversary is and what he's up to. Satan is real. He's active. He's incredibly powerful and clever. He's pure evil and darkness. And the worst thing of all is he's determined. He's determined. What is he determined to do? He's determined to cause as much pain and suffering as possible while we're here on this earth. But worse than that, he wants to drag every one of us and all of our loved ones to hell for all of eternity. That's what he wants to do. Those are the stakes. I want to make this personal. I want you to think about the people in your life that you love the most. I want you to think about your wives, your kids, your parents, your grandparents, your grandchildren, your family. You think about the people that you love the most, and now think about the evil one with his clutches on their soul, dragging them into the abyss of hell for all of eternity. Mother Angelica, who founded EWTN, this is what she had to say about eternity. She said, imagine an iron ball the size of the planet Earth. An iron ball the size of our planet. And once every 1,000 years, a little bird flutters down and lands on that iron ball to sharpen its beak for a few seconds. When that iron ball is worn down to nothing, that represents one second of eternity. The devil wants to take us and our loved ones to hell for all of eternity. That's the battle we're in. Whether we think we're on a battlefield or not, whether we think we're in the battle or not, gentlemen, I would argue that we are and that the stakes are very high. I would also tell you that we are, as, as, as our mortal men, you know, we're, we're really up against it. We're, this is a difficult mission, and we're not equipped for it because we're sinners. 
because we're fallen. So, what do we do? Here's the good news. We're sinners, but God loves us anyway. Now, the devil wants to keep us shrouded in our sin. He wants us to always be looking backwards in regret. He doesn't want us to lean into that darkness. He wants us to flee from it. But God, on the other hand, is truth and light and mercy. And God never, ever looks at us as the sinners that we are, but only as the saints that he intends us to be. Saints. Every one of us is intended to be a saint. Just like St. Paul. Saul of Tarsus before he was St. Paul. And St. Paul said, where sin abounds, grace abounds all the more. So we're being called to greatness. You're being called for, to be warriors for your families, for the future of humanity. And in this battle, we need a weapon. And the weapon, the rosary, and the men of virtue rosary. I would tell you I'm as unlikely a person to be standing here today. Three years ago was my first retreat at Malvern. I came here probably like a lot of first-year retreatants, skeptical, a little apprehensive, not exactly knowing what was going to happen. And here I am, because the Holy Spirit's at work, and I will, I will tell you that God wants to work with each one of you, and God needs you. Now, you might be saying, well, how come the rosary? Why the, why the rosary? St. Maximilian Kolbe, who was a prisoner at Auschwitz, and he stepped forward to die for another man who was a husband and father, he said this, The Immaculate, Mary, Mary alone has from God the promise of victory over Satan, and she seeks souls who will become in her hands forceful instruments for the defeat of Satan and the spread of God's kingdom. Mary, as directed by our Heavenly Father, is looking for forceful instruments. And I would say, men, be a forceful instrument. That's really what we want. We, we laugh at Homer Simpson. It's okay. But deep down, we want to be a forceful instrument for good. That's why we're here. Now, remember Lucia dos Santos, who said the final battle between Christ and Satan will be for the family? She also said this. She said, don't be afraid. Do not fear because Our Lady has already crushed his head. So we just need to keep marching forward. And through the Men of Virtue Rosary, we're asking for the Blessed Mother's intercession in our lives to instill in us the virtues that her son, Jesus of Nazareth, demonstrated so perfectly. We need a role model. We're not going to find it in our popular culture. They're not on the athletic fields of this country. They're not in the political offices of this country because we're all sinners. But Christ, true God, true man, he was the perfect man, and he gives us the perfect model to live our lives. And we just want to become better men, husbands, fathers, colleagues, co-workers, neighbors, so, so here's how to use this rosary. There, there are five virtues that have been identified. Zeal, courage, gallantry, humility, and loyalty. 
That's a good list. If we could live our lives every day and practice those virtues. That's a pretty good way of life. And each virtue is based on a story from the life of Christ. So that's one. Stories from the life of Christ that we can model our lives after. Second, there are saints that have been identified. And each saint was selected based on the virtue that they emulated in their own life. So St. Paul for zeal. St. John Paul II for courage. St. Joseph for gallantry. So ask the saints to help you. They want to help us. They've walked in our shoes. And they're in heaven and they want to help us fight this battle. So you, you pray men a, a virtue rosary just like you, you pray a regular rosary and meditate on these virtues and these moments from the life of Christ. So just to, to use one for, for example, if you just turn to page two in your, in your booklet, I'm going to read the prayer at the top of uh, the page. Jesus Christ, eternal Son of God the Father, became one of us when Mary of Nazareth accepted him as her son, true man, flesh and blood. As Catholic men, we profess Jesus Christ is the perfect man and therefore offers us the perfect model to live our lives to answer God's call. May these virtues of Jesus Christ illuminate the path forward for you and may we honor one another by devoting our lives through our Blessed Mother Mary, to the fulfillment of Christ's mission for each of us as men. Amen. So zeal, the first virtue. This is about Christ's mission on earth. To be our divine king. Not a Davidic king, our divine king. To die for us. Zeal for your house. My father's house will consume me. So, blessed is the zealous man, he who has given his life to something greater than himself. That's the principle, and there's an inspiration here about St. Paul. There's a card on your tables. All of this is free, and that card has a website. You can go to the website, you can download the podcast. If you'd rather listen to this on your phone or in your car, you can do it. Read this, pray it. Share it with your son, your grandchildren. You know, for those of you that have daughters, give it to your daughter and say, these are the qualities that you should look for in a spouse. So tonight, we're going to, at 7 o'clock or so, or when we wrap up here, we want to we go to the, the Fatima Shrine. We want to pray this rosary. Please join us. It's cold out there, but... It starts now, right here, right now, that we know what the stakes are. We're, we're very clear on that. And we say we're not going to yield one more inch. We're going to lean into the darkness. We're not going to fear it. We're not going to shirk for, from our duties as men in God's divine plan. And we know the stakes are high. But we've got a pretty good team. Look around the room at this place, this, this blessed place. We've got all of us. We've got all the angels and saints. We've got Mary and Joseph, and we've got Jesus Christ. That's a pretty good team. I'll take my chances with that team. And I believe, men, that in the end we win, and we win big. Step by step every day in this, this place, this earth that we live in. Thank you. Thank you.